we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Animal Farm. The date today is Tuesday, May the 13th, 2008. I am Ben Miller, and I'm hanging here with my fellow domestic terrorist, Tony Pax. Hello, hello, Ben. And Pyeth, who is on the soundboard. Excellent. We've got another great show for everybody tonight. Uh, we got a lot of funny clips tonight, uh, so we're going to be playing those. We're also going to be covering the latest news as well as the West Virginia primaries live coverage, and we'll also be taking your phone calls straight ahead. You are on the farm. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We are here today to affect change. We are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official We are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining this cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. We are here today to ask those still sleeping to wake up. up for you, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. Happy primary Tuesday, Ben. Yes, I'm sure it's a very happy primary for you, considering your horse is in the lead. <laughs> Barack Obama is taking charge. We'll get that later. Man, fine for Buckley. Oh, boy, here we go. It, has, it just starts already, doesn't uh, Okay, so in Australia, here we go with the funny news first, the crazy news first, the unbelievable news first. Man, fine for buckling in beer, not toddler. Darwin, Australia. An Australian man has been fined after buckling in a case of beer with a seatbelt, but leaving a five-year-old child to sit on the car's floor, police said Tuesday. <laughs> well, I guess some people really love beer. Constable Wayne Burnett said he was shocked and appalled when he pulled over an un- the unregistered car Friday in the central Australian town of Alice Springs. A 30-can beer case was strapped in between two adults sitting in the back seat of the car, but the child was also on the back However, he was on the floor, Ben, I guess sitting on that hump thing. Yeah, here, the child was sitting in the lump in the center, unrestrained. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, 
Wasn't that great, kid? It sure was. Burnett told reporters Tuesday, I haven't ever seen something like this before, he said. This is the first time that the beer has taken priority over a child. The driver was fined 750 Australian dollars, about, about 710 R dollars, for driving an unregistered and uninsured vehicle and for failing to insure a child was wearing a safety belt. Meanwhile, in this country, that would have been don't, don't, a major felony. Don't, 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 don't. Jail time and what? <laughs> Oh boy! So moving, uh, moving right along here. Want to help the planet? Let's all just die. A new group now pushes to improve Earth's ecosystem by ensuring human species does not survive. Uh, this is, I guess, this is real here. May nice. we live long and die out is the unofficial motto of a movement that seeks to improve the Earth's ecosystem what? by ensuring that the human species does not survive. The Voluntary Human Extinction Movement, or VHEMT consists of volunteers who have made active life decisions to remain childless for the benefit of the earth, thereby preventing the extinction of millions of species of plants and animals. And they have a very strange and eerie photo, like, you know, I guess it's like a logo or a, a photo here of like a dinosaur and a chicken and then the, the humans there, but it's cut out. It's kind of scary. Well, no person... Annihilation. Thinks... Yeah. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. Yeah, uh, you know, listen, I'm all for taking care of our planet, but this is a bit extreme. While no person takes credit for being the founder, Les Unite created its name and is the spokesperson for the movement. He says, we've already exceeded Earth's carrying capacity for humans by quite a bit. What a scientist he is. Uh, he told World Night Daily this. Uh, he also says, we are using up our resources. The best way to stop it is by not breeding. It's really the best way because the people we don't create don't exist and there's no impact on them. Wow, oh, wow. Just a genius of the modern age. Uh, this is, again, this is VHEMT, and I believe their, I believe that's their website, VHEMT.com. You can just check it out. But once again, the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. Ben, I tell you, that, you want to talk about solutions. That's what I'm all, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Moving along, uh, a man charged after he dug up a skull and used it as a bong. Um, he's dead. <laughs> Are you kidding I, me? No, this is true, Ben. I mean, wow. I, I think, you know, wow. <laughs> This is the reason why I do frequent foxnews.com. However, this was actually out of Reuters, so I can't get Fox News a credit for this one. <laughs> yes, a man in Houston. Authorities in Texas have uh, filed corpse abuse charges against two men who allegedly murdered with two guys. Excuse me, two men who allegedly removed a skull from a grave and used it as a bong. I mean, you want to talk about <laughs> dying to get high here? The Harris County District Attorney's Office confirmed on Thursday that the misdemeanor abuse of corpse charges have been filed. In the case, one of the men allegedly told police they dug up a grave in an abandoned cemetery in the woods, removed a head from a body, and smoked marijuana using the skull as a bong. <laughs> you gotta be stupid. I told you not to be stupid, you moron. Yeah, I'm not kidding, folks. This is real. Police found the cemetery and a grave that had been disturbed, but are still investigating the rest of the story, officials said. Oh, my goodness. And finally. That's when you know you're hardcore. I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, you know. <laughs> you haven't made it since you smoked I, 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 pot I, out of a human skull. I'm really speechless on this one, Ben. I, I can't understand. I guess it's like the, you know, if you're bored of smoking out of everything else, you just got to dig <laughs> up a skull. I mean, Did you do it for the taste? <laughs> or what? I, I, I don't, Ben, I have no idea. I, I, I couldn't comment on the. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. 
The more I think about it, the weirder it is. And, and you got to think, you know, if there is a heaven and you go up there and be like, all right, so tell me about the, you know, May 13th here. What, what was the skull thing all about? God's really going to get gotta think, that one. you got to think in humor terms. But finally, and this is, of course, all over the world and news and all over the front pages of many U.S. newspapers. But I figured we'd mention it anyway because it is the animal farm and we love you. Uh, a man says he was forced to sit in a JetBlue toilet uh, for a three-hour flight in the bathroom, Ben. Uh, it wasn't such a happy jetting experience for a New York man when he claims JetBlue forced him into the bathroom for three hours of a cross-country flight. Gokan Mutlu. Again, we, we just get all the greatest names on this one, don't we? Gokan Mutlu. Sounds like a Clean Powerball <laughs> Z or something. What is that show? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it says it all happened February 23rd when a flight attendant volunteered to sit in a jump seat so Mutlu could make it onto the flight headed from San Diego to New York, according to the New York Post. About 90 minutes into the flight, however, Mutlu says he got a rude awakening when the pilot informed him that the flight attendant was uncomfortable in the jump seat and would be taking the regular Holy seat crack! back paper reported. According to the suit, the pilot went on to inform Mutlu that the jump seat was for personnel only and forced him to sit in the bathroom instead. The post report. You can't make this stuff up. Now suing JetBlue for $2 million. Mutlu or Mutlu, whatever, says he was mortified, disgraced, degraded and shamed, according to the post. So, I mean, here's here's the, the obvious question for me is that it's against regulations for this passenger to be sitting in the jump seat. And again, this is all the uh-huh. airline's fault to begin with because they overbooked. But um, if it's against regulations to sit in the jump seat, how could it be for regulations to sit in the bathroom when you're not even protected? There's no seatbelt in the toilets of airplanes, at least last time I checked. But anyway. Are you sure this is illegal? Uh, I don't know. I just, it's fun, though, isn't it? It'd be, it'd sure be one is. thing if they, if they sent them a out to the bar cart and just said, hang around the bar cart and just drink a bunch of stuff. <laughs> That'd be one thing. Well, this is the airplane. I mean, I, who knows if there was even... Jet, this is JetBlue, so I don't think that you have many bars on the plane. This is not a 747 jet, I don't think. And even still, I mean, you know, could the flight attendant just deal with the uncomfortable seat for two hours? I mean, geez, I don't know. Maybe, who, maybe she was dating the pilot. Uh, who knows? <laughs> you have to guess with, and things like this. Maybe they, they were in the, the cockpit. Oh, boy. Oh, it's really getting wet. No! Uh, before, uh, yeah, so, Ben, I mean, that's... They're, they're the that, crazy Those are your silly stories? <laughs> those are my silly stories for the day. And, of course, there's so much to talk about, but I figured I would let you, uh, you know, get back to reality. I've, with got, some interesting I've got one stuff. Stuff. Sorry. Oh, Okay, go ahead. DWI for walking a bicycle. A man, Jack no. Brown of Columbus, Ohio, yeah, was arrested for DWI, spent four days in jail, and had his license suspended for six months when he refused to take a breath test after an officer confronted him on a suspicious... Uh, suspicion of operating a vehicle while intoxicated. Brown was walking his bicycle across his own front yard. <laughs> oh boy! So he uh, wait. So he was on his property. Yes. And he wait. So they arrested him for walking his bike drunk on his property. You can't do that. I I, I guess you can. No. <laughs> suspend no, his license. Definitely not. Um, I'm a cop, you idiot. Went up to him and, and said, "Oh, you don't have a light on your bicycle." And then uh, you know he, I guess. The guy was kind of like, screw you, what are you doing? Who cares if I have a light on my bicycle? And the cop basically said, come here, sir. Oh, God. Let me smell your breath. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. <Sorry. laughs> so it's it's crazy. Uh, via Lawrence Taylor, who notes that in 2005, a woman in Florida was arrested for DWI for operating her own wheelchair while intoxicated. Well, that I can see. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy got arrested for uh, operating his lawnmower while he was drinking oh, beer. Come on, if you, can't, if you can't mow your own damn lawn while you're what happened to this country? And it's gone. It's uh, gone. Well, I got one more there, Ben. I, I actually kind of I dug this one underneath, but I'll, I'll since we're always on the crazy stuff, we start, <laughs> I'll just say it. A 
man, a father, uh, has been jailed after his daughter failed to get a GED. That's the uh, the test, the general education <laughs> test. Boy. I'll, 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 I'll tell you more about the GED after this. Uh, this is the general equivalency diploma. Okay, A Fairfield man is in jail. As, as Chris Rock would say, the good enough diploma. There you go. The fa Fairfield man is in jail because his daughter hasn't gotten her general equivalency diploma. A judge ordered the father to stay on top of his daughter's education months ago, and when that order wasn't followed, Brian Gegner was sentenced to 180 days in Butler County Jail. The daughter, Brittany Gegner, 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 whatever, says her father shouldn't be punished for her problems, especially, she says, because now she's 18. She's an adult. Uh, uh, quote, to quote her, she says, it's ridiculously wrong of all the punishments they could have given him to make him go to jail. I mean, probation until I get my GED would be reasonable, but to send him to jail, that's overboard. Oh, my God. Feel the breeze, Biatch. Yeah, I actually have, uh, I actually have audio. Of this, and and she's actually has a yeah actually has a kid, Ben. So she's you know she's like a mother and all this stuff. She's uh, gone from suck to blow. That's right. Here we go. <laughs> all right, I'm all for responsible parenting, holding the parents' feet to the fire, just to make sure we're doing the best for our kids. But this is overboard. A dad thrown in the slammer for six months because his daughter failed the GED. Now the judge says if she passes, dad can get out. By the way, she also has an 18-month-old daughter. We're not talking about a normal situation here. Uh, I think you know where I stand on this one and joining us to talk about it. On the other side, Monica Lindstrom. She's a criminal defense attorney, also a former prosecutor. Monica, good to see you. Come on. I, I know I'm with the responsible parenting thing, but six months in the can for dad? Isn't that a little much? I'd agree with you, Mike, that this does seem like a very extreme example and one that we haven't heard of before. But it's very clear that this judge takes parental responsibility to the utmost extreme, and he believes it is so important. That's why he's putting out this message to at least his jurisdiction, his courtroom, that if you're a parent and if I order that you have to watch your kids and make sure they pass and you don't do it, that I'm going to punish you for it. All right. I can't believe I'm hearing this. Is it, am I wrong to assume that this is... Yet another reason why we have the most people in jail out of any country in the world. Uh, we're the most jailed nation. How could you put a father Incredible. in jail because his daughter can't pass a test? Oh, my God. It's uh, it's amazing. It's yes. unbelievable. But anyway, folks, you can, you can actually read more about this at a freerepublic.com. Um, yeah, I mean, man jailed after daughter fails to get a GED. I mean, uh, how you know how else could you possibly spin it? Yeah, um, it's, well, it's hard to believe. <laughs> it is. It's very hard to believe. Another, Amazing, dude. Another <laughs> odd nude story. Uh, Three-year-old has never fallen asleep. Oh no! St. Petersburg, Florida. Three-year-old Florida boy with a rare condition has not slept in three years. Doctor yeah, says Red Lamb. Or I will put you to sleep. Of St. Petersburg apparently has a condition called. Oh, my goodness. Chiari malformation that puts pressure on his brain. My husband has the day shift, and I kind of have the afternoon shift. Mother Shannon Lamb says we share the night shift because no one can sleep in the house when he is up anyway. Lamb says she is working extra to pay Rhett's large medical bills. She also said her husband, David, has given up his job to care for their child. I would give anything for Rhett to be this normal little boy who plays and has a good time, Lamb says. If it takes uh, going to every single solitary doctor, I will. So they're really going. I've crazy. never heard of anything like this I, in my life. I've never heard of it either. And it, from my understanding, I thought you had to have REM sleep, otherwise you end up going insane or something. Well, like I mean, uh, people, there are insomniacs out there, but uh, 
Uh, yeah, obviously, most of what I've heard is, is that it's extremely unhealthy, but I've never heard of three years now. And, you know, since birth, it's, it's incredible. A pretty rare condition there. Yeah. So, yeah. well, there you go, folks. I mean, the, the odd, the crazy, and I guess the obscene. But again, I think the winner Whoa. tonight, the winner for me, Ben, in the ridiculous has got to be the two guys who dug up the skull. And yeah. You know, bong. I mean, that's just, that. I mean, creativity isn't the word for this anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, and maybe this is a fad. You know, give us a call for sure, folks. Once again, 512-646. Yeah, let us know. 1984 is the number hash out of a skull. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of all friggin' things to do, uh, I guess, you know, if you're really just, if you're that bored, if you don't have an Xbox or something, uh, you do it once again, 512-646-1984, and you can also instant message us, AOL screen name, Animal Farm Show, one word. Uh, we're here, Animal Farm is live, twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Ben, we got some, some good guests coming up, we got some secrets, we don't, maybe don't want to reveal them, mm-hmm. but the Animal Farm is growing, and uh, we're taking on some great guests soon, so I'm looking Absolutely. forward to that. Yeah. Vatican is now saying it's okay to believe in aliens. I heard about that. Yes, they're telling their own people. Uh, the Vatican's chief astronomer is saying that believing in aliens does not contradict faith in God. How about that? Yes, the, the Reverend Jose Gabriel Tunes, the Jesuit director of the Vatican Observatory, says that the vastness of the universe means it is possible there could be other forms of life outside the Earth, even intelligent ones. <laughs> it's incredible what the uh, the sheep will get from their marching orders. Yeah, well, now, believe, now it's okay. Yeah, th- okay, now you guys yeah, you guys can believe in uh, terrestrials. Because, again, it says like they, they're still brothers or they're still made from God or something like that. So <laughs> as long as there's an excuse that has to do with God, it's okay. Plenty more on the way. On the other side here, folks, give us your thoughts. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Of the 3 million plus edible food plants that grow on earth, no other single plant can compare with the nutritional value of the powdered seeds and oil of the hemp plant. At HempUSA.org, we ship worldwide these nutritional products with free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. At HempUSA.org, we want to educate our listeners that edible hemp is not marijuana and is certified THC-free. Our powder is 50% protein and does not contain gluten. Gluten impairs the cells from absorbing nutrients. This nutrient-dense food can be stored up to five years when vacuum-packed and is priced affordably to be used as a storable food. HempUSA.org is a bulk shipper starting with five pounds and up. To allow this food to work for you, call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org and order today. The body will react and heal itself given the proper nutrition. This superfood will be your greatest asset, so try it today. Store it today and change your life. Call 908-691-2608 or order from HempUSA.org. Everyone knows how the 9-11 disaster touched them directly. On May 11, 2008, every American citizen will begin the slow road to a national identity crisis. Every citizen, young and older, facing the Real ID federal mandate. After 5-11 this year, you will endure the indignities of TSA checkpoints at airports with demands for adequate IDs. Imagine one year from now being barred from entering a postal office or other federal building if you don't have your passport or Real ID. Since when have you ever needed a passport to fly from one city to the next in the U.S.? If Real ID prevails, you risk being cast as a terrorist if you can't provide an ID with a biometric face scan. Trusting motor vehicles authorities may be a thing of the past, but they put your personal information up for sale to those willing to buy your name, your address, your picture, or anything else ascribed to your driver's license. Your information will be funneled into an insecure centralized database where hackers and identity thieves can prey on you and your information. Worst of all, the federal government demands that you and your state pay to implement Real ID. The multi-billion dollar implementation stands to double the cost of your local IDs. 
It may not stop there. This federal mandate may take from other social program funding, like education, public arts, and other state-funded programs. Digimark, L1 Technologies, Veritech, and other Department of Homeland Security contractors walk away with a huge paid contract. What will you have? They promise freedom through security. If a hacker can walk off with your virtual driver's license, are you really safe? The 511 campaign is here to support you and your state legislators in a move to block the progress of this unconstitutional act. Please add your voice and actions to stop Real ID in its tracks. Please join the first 511 campaign committee meeting Sunday, May 11th at 3 p.m. at Brave New Books to help organize in Austin, Texas. For more information on 511 campaign and the Real ID, please visit beatthechip.org. The Freedom Message, waking up people everywhere. I'm Ron Paul, and you're listening to We the People Radio Network. Welcome back to the Animal Farm Radio Show, folks. 512-646-1984 is the number. That song is called Big Money by Rush, and what an appropriate song to leave back in here. Um, gasoline and diesel prices, sort of records. I mean, this is a constant theme and has been for the last, <laughs> to say it, over four over years, it seems like, but it just doesn't end. Um, Washington, U.S. drivers dug deeper into their pockets to fill up at the pump as average price for gasoline skyrocketed 10.9 cents over the last week to a record of three. 72 a gallon. The Federal no. Energy Information Administration said on Monday the national price for regular self-service gasoline was up 62 cents, for 62 cents from a year ago, due to soaring crude oil prices. Oh my God! Yeah, crude hit a record of 126 dollars and 40 cents a barrel at the New York Mercantile Exchange on Monday. Uh, you know, listen, folks, I don't have to tell you. You know what's going on. The question I would have here, and for you, Ben, and for everybody listening, is you know when is enough enough? I mean, at what point? Most people, and we, we start to hear around the country is everybody's cutting back on all things that are not necessary. Some people are, you know, hopefully if you can ride your bike to work, you can do that. But just to afford the gas to go to work now is becoming an extreme hassle. And on top of all, just the gas price problems, I mean, when you look at what food is now and you go to the supermarket, and we, we were talking last week about, you know, I bought a couple of things and it came out to about $100. Everything that's got to get transported, obviously, is is uh, affected as well. So question I have for you folks, and I actually want to get some feedback on this. Uh, when is enough enough? At what point, you know, if, if it's $5 a gallon by September, what are you going to do? You know, or, you know, what are people going to do? We need some answers here. I, know that- I will make them pay for what they and that's right. <laughs> but, you know, but again, but how? Uh, I know this is uh, CNN.com had a story here where a Senate is backing an effort to lower gas prices. A Senate voted 97 to 1 Tuesday to stop f- uh, filling the Strategic Petroleum Reserve for six months in an effort to bring gas prices down, a move President Bush oddly enough, opposes this rat bastard. Many Senate Republicans driven by fears that high gas prices are damaging the economy and their re-election chances defied President Bush by backing the Democratic amendment. I don't know if this is going to help, uh, but again, Ben, the question remains, what can we start doing? Uh, do we all have to start getting organized here and start looking at alternative fuel? I know people have found ways to use vegetable oil. I don't know what to do here, Ben, because it's nuts. I don't know. I, I, would say, I would say that uh, for, for now, the time being, they, they got us by the balls 
They oh, definitely yeah, got well, us they, by the balls. They, they got us bent over a barrel. There's nothing really that we can do other than go. It's not like we can we can invent new types of uh, oil for for the rest of us just to use on our own. We you, you have to have general initiatives like that, programs to work t- that type of stuff out. Um, but they definitely have got us by the balls. If we have national leadership in Washington, then we might be able to oycott, uh, organize some type of boycott and, uh, and and screw the Saudis off for whatever they're charging us for oil. But, you know, sometimes it just gets hard to smile through it when they ask you to bend down and grab your ankles. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. <laughs> uh, adding on what you're saying here, Ben, I mean, the other, the other thing that, uh, this is an argument that I get in often, and this is obviously a topic of much debate, but I think there there is a lot of things that we can do. It's just a question of organization. And I think, you know, you get those little chain letters. And the but I'm talking about email. individual. Yeah. yeah. Not, 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 there's plenty of stuff that we could do. But individual, I mean, what I, I don't know enough about yeah. to, to build a, a biodiesel engine in my car to make no, 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 no. vegetable yeah. oils. You know what I mean? So they basically have me by the balls. Yeah, yeah no, and, and, you know, there's, there's pretty much not many things you can do individually with most of the topics we talk about. I, I mean, as, as far as groups, though, yeah, I mean, if we could all figure out a way to organize and start, uh, you know, cutting off... Our, our buying of gas, but obviously we depend on it so much. But the other thing, too, is that, you know, I love when people come up to me and say, oh, you know, you got to stop buying from Exxon and Mobil and just buy from Shell and, you know, the other major, major oil companies. No. I don't think that's the answer, folks. Tell me if I'm wrong. But, you know, it's not just enough. And even, even if we could do that, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. We have to organize at mass numbers because these prices are just getting ridiculous. I mean, I went down the street and literally now uh, at, at the mobile station near my house, 411 for regular per mm-hmm. gallon. I yeah, mean, incredible. That, I, I remember after Hurricane oh, Katrina that uh, Atlanta was seeing over $4 a, a gallon, and I was saying to myself, holy cow, I, can't, yeah. I could never imagine that. Incredible. And, uh, you know, you've got experts saying $200 barrel of oil, uh, I guess, by September or November or something like that. And, you know, again, folks, what, at what point do we, you know, do we stop buying gas because we can't afford it? I think the, only, I think the point that we stop buying gas is the point where we can't afford it anymore. Yeah, well, that, that, that's exactly. I mean, some, some, unfortunately, I'm, I'm afraid someone's going to go nuts. You know, a group of people are going to go crazy and backlash, and I don't want to see any violence. That's for sure. But again, there's only you can only push people so much. People are getting well, we're starting so hard. It. We're starting to see it in that news article that you had last week that showed how the oil tanker got hijacked. <laughs> exactly. And some guys probably got in his backyard. And yeah. He's, and he's ciphering it off. Well, you know. So it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it really sucks that I have to pay $4.11 uh, when I leave here tonight to go home because I have to hit the gas station before I leave, and now I'm going to have to pay $4.11. Are you well, kidding I me, mean, Tony? That's, again, that's at mobile, but even... St- even regardless, let's, let's take the lower. I saw the lowest I've seen in my town uh, is three ninety-two. You know, <laughs> it's it's un believable. Three ninety-two a gallon. That's ridiculous. Uh, and again, we have to bring up the argument that we have two major oil fields in this country, in the 50 states here yeah. uh, that have, you know, we have oil here. Why are we not drilling? Why can we not, you know, uh, get back on track? I, I think we all know why, ultimately, but... George W. There you go, George. And, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens here. This is Senate back to effort here. I guess, you know, Pelosi's behind it. God knows. But the U.S. Energy Information Administration predicts that oil prices would fall only by about $2 a barrel or shave 4 to $0.05 cents a gallon off the price of gas. So this is not, you know, at best, I mean, what difference is this 
really going to make. Oil companies yeah. are rolling in dough, rolling in it right now. So uh, give us a call and let us know. You know, maybe maybe there are other things out there we don't know. Maybe we can start buying engines for our cars that run off of you know whatever something else. But once again, the phone is five one two six four six nineteen eighty four. But Ben, back on the funny stuff because who cares about important issues? Why don't you just keep the ball rolling? We have a lot of funny things for tonight. Oh, we have a, a <laughs> we have lot a ton, of don't we? Tonight, and, and I'm, I'm actually very happy about Good. that. Uh, we've, I'm got, happy too. we've got Bill O'Reilly freaking out. We do. Um, which is just classic, but that's a, we can't play that right now. We've no. got to save that. Let's save that. <laughs> Geo, this, this right here, GOP's new slogan, already being used to market antidepressant. Oh, boy. Their new slogan, the change you deserve, is already being used uh, to market it. He says, leave it to the tone-deaf GOP to find a way to attach themselves to this election cycle's quote-unquote change mandate that simultaneously reinforces the fact that their failed policies have messed up the world to such an inhuman extent that many Americans now live their daily lives in a state of free-floating panic and paralyzing anxiety. Effexor is the name of the drug, and and the, uh, the name of it was the change you deserve, or the slogan behind it was the change you deserve. Um, GOP is now trying to use that. Oh, great. So, the change we deserve. I, I just don't no. even know what that means on the political level. I just don't even understand what that means. How was how was John McCain a change from George Bush? It, 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 obviously, there's no change. I got a better slogan. How about the mess we got you in? That seems like a much more appropriate. <laughs> I can't believe they have a nerve to say change. It's sick. It it's so unbelievably sick and easy to understand and see through the the many holes uh, that people just don't see it. So it's fine, blowing. Yeah, and and keeping on somewhat here, I, I actually wanted to bring this up. This is nothing I, I don't understand. I mean, Yahoo and and all these uh, new White House reports that are all over the news about you know marijuana. There's quite a few White House and federal government studies coming out now about marijuana, and this one particularly deals with teen use of pot can lead to dependency and mental illness and it also uses uh, says suicidal thoughts so depression teens and marijuana are a dangerous mix that can lead to dependency mental illness or suicide thoughts according to the white house report being released right now I, i'm not i don't want to make a big deal about this article the thing that just kills me though is they released this article about how marijuana can lead to suicidal thoughts and depression all these things but, <laughs> but literally last week they came out and recommended the drug chantix we talked about this yeah. last week they, the they, anti-smoking drug. Yeah, they came out, and this is an anti-smoking drug, Chantix, which has been linked to suicidal tendencies. But the federal government says despite the suicidal tendencies, they still recommend it because it's the best thing we have. But they released the same, you know, an article, uh, you know, Tuesday or last week, whatever it was, where teen use of pot can lead to dependency and mental illness. So the contradiction is just all over the place, Ben. And I just got to scratch my head and... I don't know. Maybe just drink a beer. <laughs> Folks, when we get back, we get your phone calls. And we also going to talk about uh, some more government corruption in the Army and uh, military service. So stay tuned. I don't smoke marijuana. I'm making paranoid. But I think it should be legalized. George Washington smoked it. And it has thousands. It's a miracle drug. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy has been the global supplier of the finest natural medicines. We specialize in keeping you alive and healthy. We provide outstanding products like ECX, Colonial Silver, Olive Leaf Extract, Oregano Oil, and hundreds of herbals, oils, books, and educational materials. We have homeopathic detox solutions for chemtrails, radiation, MSG, and aspartame poisoning. We also train naturopathic healers via correspondence education. Why wait any longer? 
Go ahead and do it today. Sign up on the web and receive our new 120-page catalog and a current Herbal Healer newsletter free. Simply log on to HerbalHealer.com and check out the online member testimonials and our hundreds of exceptional products. That's HerbalHealer.com, your website for safe, effective, natural alternatives and education. That's HerbalHealer.com. This is Dr. Katherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. Gem Trails in the Air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. It's great to hear from everybody. Number to reach us, 512-646-1984. Or you can reach us via AOL Instant Message, screen name, Animal Farm Show, all one word. And if you want to check out the website, it's animalfarmshow.com. Also, join the forums. Go to the top right of the site. You'll see the forums button. Click there, register, and start posting and start becoming one with the farm. We're going right. to take your phone calls now. Russell in Texas. How you doing, buddy? That's pretty good. Um, concerning what we can do, uh, in March of 2005, the governor of Alaska said there's a 200-year supply of oil at Gull Island at our current level of usage. And the reason they can get away with not doing it is because people don't know about it. So if we can just educate people that we also have more shale oil than Saudi Arabia, we can do that profitably at $30 a barrel. And they just found huge deposits in North and South Dakota. So we've got far more oil than we'll ever need. But the reason they can get away with charging us this is people don't know about it. 
Yeah, Russell, no, I, exactly. Thank you, because that's, that's exactly what we were saying last week. Not just about not just about Anwar, not just about the Alaskan National Wildlife Reserve, but also, like you said, a couple weeks ago, and we just found that the, the, the Dakotas had uh, oil. And uh, just one report that I read said that 6.5 billion barrels could be taken out of it. And who knows if it's less or more. But again, the argument comes up uh, about why we're not using it. This is our country. You know, in this whole war, you know, everybody thinks it's about oil. And, of course, now our prices are skyrocketing. And then I, even on the mainstream news, I've heard people arguing that, oh, well, you know, it's only 6.5 billion barrels, and, you know, there's so much more in the Middle East. Just trying to defend that idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess trying to defend both the idea that we should be over there and we shouldn't be drilling here. Russell, it doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, go on. Yeah, um, I think the whole thing is we can win this just by getting the word out and letting the uh, the politicians defend why they're not developing it. I don't think I think they'll find out quickly that they'll be looking for new jobs once people realize uh, well, Russell, I mean, what do you what do you think? What do you think is the main motivation for them not doing anything about this? They they certainly know about it, don't they? The main main motivation, I think, is uh, the banks want to uh, protect the value of the Federal Reserve note, and by having other countries only be able to use uh, dollars to buy oil, that gave value to this green piece of paper. But now that's falling apart, and that's one reason that uh, the dollar is losing its value. The Iranian bores just opened up; they take practically anything but dollars, and the, uh, the Saudis are talking about not doing the dollar anymore, and so people are afraid the dollars can become useless. And uh, But we don't need to worry about that as far as oil goes. We can uh, we can develop our own resources and pay dollars for them, and the, the price will fall dramatically. But uh, you all are doing a great job. like the show. Thanks for the call, Russell. We appreciate it and definitely that appreciate the solution. Uh, you know, it, it seems uh, that's why we ask. So many of our listeners know so much more than we do about this, yeah. it seems. And it's, it's tough. It's a tough subject. You know, every single day, Ben, I, I literally turn the TV on. I look at CNBC, and every day it's $1.50 gases up, and oils up, excuse me. Every single day it's just another huge gain for oil. So, uh, you know, again, we, the question that I was talking with my family about is, you know, it's not just about the price of gasoline. It's about the economy. And when all of these slap jaws come up to you and say, oh, the economy is doing great because the Dow Jones is above 20,000, whatever they say. Um, you know, you have to look and say, well, that's not just what the economy, you know, it's not just what the economy is doing. It's also about, you know, the price of bread, for Christ's sake. I mean, literally, uh, we talked about our little uh, supermarket bill, and it's outrageous. So uh, keeping the ball rolling, Josh and Austin, you're on the Animal Farm. What's up? Yeah, I agree. There's uh, a lot more oil here than they let up. But um, you were talking about different forms of engines, things like that. I was. I have an electric bike, and I was just researching that. And I came across air cars they produce in India. I don't know if that's been brought up before, but uh, a manufacturer in France sold his patent in India, and there's another manufacturer in Australia who have cars that run on compressed air, and they say the the range is about 100 miles, and it's about $2 worth of electricity to fill it up. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's no question, yes. Josh, that there's... So many different forms of, of alternative energy. Uh, I, I guess we all kind of know why we don't have those cars today because of business, because of oil companies. I mean, we should have had, uh, you know, completely clean burning cars years ago, of course. George W. Uh, once again, Josh, what was the, cause I, I, for some reason, those calls are skipping a little bit tonight. What was the first uh, car you were talking about? What was the name of it? Uh, I don't even have the name of it. I was on my way home and I heard y'all. Um, but if you but it, was an, YouTube, it was an air car, right? Yeah, just go to YouTube and type in air car. And there'll be plenty of videos on there about it. 
I've seen I've seen stuff like that before, but I mean, this is the type of stuff that we deal with in this country. Is when you have literally us as a, almost a suicidal nation mm-hmm. because we have all these alternatives out there. It, it, it's like this: if you look at communist China during the 1980s and 1990s, their ideology was so screwed up that you could be a farmer out there and you could develop a new technology that would cut your work time in half. Chinese government would hunt you down, say you're lazy for not working enough, and kill you and, t- and take your invention. They would do that. That's the type of suicidal ten- tendency that, you know, big government ends up happening. And what's happening right now is, is we also have big government, and we have to deal with uh, oil companies out there that are in collusion with our government that are literally killing off uh, alternate technologies that could save our lives and save our foreign policy, save us billions of dollars a year, trillions of dollars a year. Man, sure, if I could put a name on it, I mean, is, is it inappropriate to call it fascism? Is it inappropriate? Synergistic efforts of government and corporation. It's, no. That's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what we're experiencing. So, um, you know, again, I, I don't know what we can do. I don't want to be turned to violence, but it, it's getting to the point now where I can only imagine, I mean, I, I'm a middle-class citizen, I guess you can classify middle-class. What about the people out there who literally cannot afford to begin with food to eat and if people who have multiple uh, have children you know several kids i can only imagine that everybody's getting squeezed so hard and you know i think there's going to be backlash to say the least about yeah. this i mean panic eventually leads to violence yeah i mean you know people can only take so much we are being bled to death here um you know to, to, again i don't know why ultimately I, I don't know if there's any hope in sight for just the gas prices alone i can only imagine how much higher they're going to go yeah how much more can we pay for a gallon of gas yeah but uh, I want to shift gears here. Uh, we do have Jeffrey Kentucky on the line. Before we do, I wanted to set the table, so to speak, then, and maybe it'll come into the break, maybe afterwards. But Lou Dobbs did a great little segment uh, about how the United States government is breaking the promises to the troops. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. Never really had any real substance to what we talked about. Now we actually have examples, and I'll, I'll preface it here. For decades, the U.S. has made a promise to the men and women who serve our nation in uniform. Complete your service, and the government will pay for four-year college education under the G. GI Bill, of course, is what they're all told. Now the government is breaking that promise, paying benefits that fail to cover even the cheapest college tuitions. So, and you can only imagine Lou Dobbs had a field day with this one. Many of our veterans who expected the GI Bill to pay their college costs are learning the federal government has broken its promises. Benefits are falling far short of what is needed now for a college education, and new efforts to change all of that are running into strong resistance from some members of Congress the White House, and unbelievably, the Pentagon. Lisa Sylvester has our report. Marine Brian Nudson served three tours in Iraq. Now that he's home, he works full-time supporting his family and attends college. Yet, like many vets, he found the GI Bill doesn't cover the full cost of his education. You know, I've got uh, one son, a wife, and I've got another, another son on the way, and there's no way that I could afford that extra $1,200 a month to, uh, to, to go to school. Nudson's employer is chipping in to help pay the costs not covered by the GI Bill. Thousands of other service members are not so lucky. We need an education benefit that makes a promise to our veterans that says, you serve your country and we'll send you to school. We need to build the next greatest generation. A proposal in Congress would expand the GI benefit to cover a four-year public college. The legislation has the backing of the Democratic leadership. But it's opposed by the White House and Pentagon, which fears it will make it harder to retain service members, and Senator John McCain, who has offered an alternative bill. But the loudest opposition is from the Blue Dog Coalition, a group of Democrats worried about fiscal spending. Estimated cost, 
$52 billion in the first 10 years. As of now, not one single penny of that planned benefit is paid for. In fact, congressional leadership hasn't even admitted that it's a brand new entitlement program. But more than 300 other lawmakers support the bill. Representative Harry Mitchell says the country will get more than a return on its investment. For every dollar that we've ever invested in veterans' bills of rights that came out of, for example, World War II, $7 is returned. So we think it's a good program. It's fulfilling the promise that we've made to veterans, and I think that we owe it to them with the uh, sacrifices that they've made. Now, the Democratic leadership told the Blue Dog Coalition Democrats to spend the weekend looking for offsets. Other programs where spending can be cut, and lawmakers plan to bring up the legislation next week as part of the Iraq War Spending Supplemental. Lou? Well, this Congress and this Democratic leadership must prioritize, and there aren't many higher priorities than taking care of uh, our men and women in uniform. This should be handled and uh, funded straight away. What, what are the prospects? Well, one of the big hurdles here is if, even if they are able to get this through Congress, and there is tremendous support for this, 300-plus members, lawmakers. All right, so once again, this is out of CNN. Obviously, Lou Dobbs does a great job here. Uh, when we get back, we'll take your phone calls. Jeffrey in Kentucky, hold on. And also, we're going to talk about how the U.S. has deployed more than 43,000 troops who were, speaking of which, unfit for combat medically and for other reasons. So stay tuned, folks. More to come on the legendary Animal Farm. This is Steve Shank, J. Michael Stevens Group. Let's get real. Flour is already being rationed. Prices on food are getting so high, warehouses are installing security systems and guards. You can expect soon to see criminal activity in food. We're all in a foot race as to whether the food will become so expensive we can't afford it, or there will be no food at any price. We can't grow enough of our own food, even with genetically altered trash. It will give you the opportunity to eat perfectly engineered food. They think God didn't get it right, so Monsanto had to step in. If you think it's a little bit crazy to put in a supply of food, it's okay. We won't tell. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, efoodsdirect.com. That's 800-409-5633. It may be a little bit crazy. That's okay. Because there is no such thing as a little bit dead. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, sips, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, 
survivalist. The Army Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard to find objects like real world blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100, not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece, or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25 Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Gives in adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. Add a siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36. Or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com. It's time to think outside the box with your host, Alex Anzuri, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central, every Saturday, right here on We the People Radio Network. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Animal Farm, broadcasting on the We the People Radio Network. I just got to say... It's an absolute pleasure to take your calls, and it's an absolute pleasure yes. to be part of this movement and this revolution. Jeffrey from Kentucky, you are on the air. What's up, Jeffrey? The legend. How you doing, sir? Hey, uh, real quick on the oil crisis thing. Uh, change is born out of uh, necessity due to crisis and no other way. So this whole thing we're having with the oil problems is going to have to come about if we're expecting any type of change due to our foreign policy or even our energy resources so that aside this uh lou dobbs thing that we just heard on the radio this uh new bill mccain's putting through for the va i just got an email from the uh military.com and it basically states in that bill that mccain's about to stick it to it and what it what it said in that bill is the gi bill will no longer be paid out to individual soldiers when you get out of the military. And the way it works is you go to college and you get certified for classes. And once a month while you're in school, you get a check from the VA for that money. Well, this bill McCain's proposing is going to cut that money off to the soldiers and send it straight to the school so the VA could save money somehow. (laughs) No way. Yeah. Oh, this, and again, this is a guy who can see us in Iraq for a hundred years, correct, <laughs> Jeffrey? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't. I, I, I don't know how much more they can abuse our troops. What else could they possibly do? Well, it's like they find new ways. The, on the on hand with the, the abusing of the troops, then you know how that report you were talking about about the uh, marijuana the White House put out. I don't yes. know what jackass up in that head shed came up with that report, but you want to look at the drugs that you know uh, cause depression and suicidal thoughts all you gotta do is look at prozac paxil you know every other little line drug that comes out of the va and they shove down our soldiers throat precisely thank you Jeffrey. and i can go get the uh report to prove it is they're handing out a mdma uh, soldiers for uh post-traumatic stress disorder and for those of you who don't know what mdma is that's ecstasy yeah it's the active ingredient that's what Um, Jeffrey, I mean, you make you make the point, and you make it a lot better than I ever could. But that's exactly my argument: is that you know, 
it just every time I read a story, I try to I try to compare it to everything else I've read or that I know, or at least that in this case that the government has put out publicly. And you know, they, they, whoa, so our tax dollars are going for these people to do reports on marijuana, but yet they're giving our kids in schools drugs that make them go crazy, lead to depression, and actually suicide, and in many more cases, shooting up schools. And of course, they're giving drugs to the troops. Uh, and they're not taking care of them. So it's just everything. And they're poisoning them with depleted uranium. And they're poisoning and, and testing vaccines on them. And Halliburton is not to die. Yes. And Halliburton's not filtering the water. I'm sorry, Ben. I cut you. I'm just like my no, head no, is know, racing right no. now. And, and they're freaking welcome to the White House. Off. And their jobs are getting taken by uh, Halliburton and, and private corporate corporations yeah. that that basically make much more money than any of the troops will ever make. Yeah. And see more benefits than they so, will in their lifetime. So Jeffrey. Uh, Tell us now, I mean, what do you think is going to become of all the GI Bill? But more importantly, you know, what do you think is going to happen to veterans now and future veterans coming back from this war if they ever come back? Uh, you know, well, are, are, these, are these people ever going to get funding for school if they can live on? No, from what I understand from a couple of my VA reps, no, we're not. Matter of fact, um, I was talking to one of my VA reps here in my uh, local town and a VA doctor when I was in Nashville, and I asked him, you know, one-on-one, I was like, listen, I was like, I know the true bill of a war doesn't come due until at least a couple of years after the war is over. I said, how in the hell are we going to supply all these soldiers coming back, especially since we're having more come back wounded than we have in any other war? And I was like, how are you guys going to supply the, you know, the funding for that? Because we're talking about medications, hospitalization, you know, checkups, you know, outsourcing to specialized doctors for things. And he looked at me, my doctor looked at me, he's like, Mr. Humphrey's like, we can't. We're already operating over budget by $1.8 billion, and it's going downhill from there. Yeah, Jeffrey, if, if, if I'm not living in a country, honestly, honest to God, if, if I'm not living in a country right now that is completely gone rogue, and is deliberately flying the plane that is America into the dirt, into the ground, uh, then I don't know what's going on, Ben, that I really don't have a grasp on anything that's going on because, you know, again, it's, it's not enough to read articles that are coming out of Reuters and, you know, CNN. It's, it's when you hear from you, uh, because you have a, obviously have experience, it makes it that much more real. So it, it's and that much more depressing, at least. Jeffrey, I have a question for you. What what are the what what are the uh, latest recruiting numbers looking like? Are, is it going down? Is it is it going to a, a stop? Are people understanding somewhat that that this is a, a trap? From my brother, he's still active duty. He's in Fort Riley. He's getting ready to go over to Iraq. And from what he says, he's telling me now. I don't keep up with the recruiter numbers, but he said that the army has failed to meet the recruiting statistics officially three years in a row. So they've fallen short from. Um, their recruiting standard. And what the standard yeah. is, is that one recruiter per station is supposed to get three soldiers a month. So, I mean, you can take what you will, what you will but like I said, my brother, he's a, he just getting ready to go to Iraq, and he says they can't even get replacement guys coming in from basic training. Well, one thing, Jeffrey, and I, I, I yeah. And contrary to what I've been reading in, in that department, I did read a story to last night where the Marine Corps meets 142% of recruiting goal in April, which is, because I'm surprised. The reason, that, the reason for that is they don't tell you is because the reenlistment of regular Marines, they incorporate into that. So not only the guys are getting ah. in off the street brand new, but also the keep, people they're keeping in cycle. They compile them together and they shove them down into the Pentagon and the Pentagon can come back and like, oh, we achieved um, our recruiting standard for this year. 
Well, yeah, um, they do that, and then they also lower the numbers yeah. to to meet the expectations <laughs> like, and, and give the give the impression that they're meeting the numbers and that everything's going well with the military. <laughs> oh, that laugh. Oh, by the way, Clinton won the primary in West Virginia, by the way. Really? I, I don't really care about it. <laughs> that's our live update. That's our live update, folks. <laughs> Jeffrey, I'm sorry. Yeah, won. The chick I'm won. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to soil our great conversation with that horrible news about Hillary. Who cares? But um, not so, yeah, so you told us this before. Go ahead, Jeff. I said, believe it or not, my wife supports Clinton, so don't feel bad. Oh, God help you. Um, so just, uh, oh, man, Jeffrey, I mean... I mean, and you're and you're a wise and, and great man too. I mean, hopefully you can you can let her see the light yeah, there. I but mean, I'm, I'm a damnedest, but it ain't working. So. <laughs> well, you know what? The moment the woman's the boss. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, but just just going on here, uh, there's this other story too, Jeffrey, that uh, the U.S. deploys more than forty three thousand unfit for combat out of rinf dot com. Uh, more than forty three thousand U.S. troops listed as medically unfit for combat in the weeks before their scheduled deployment of uh, to Iraq and Afghanistan since two thousand. 2003 were sent anyway, the Pentagon records show. The reliance on troops found medically non-deployable is another sign of stress placed on a military that has sent 1.6 million service members to the war zones. Um, so any comment on that, Jeffrey, that, you know, I mean, I can understand why, because they need numbers, but they're now they're sending, uh, they've been sending since 2003, uh, service men and service women who are, you know, undeployable for medical reasons and villains. Yeah. What is your major malfunction, any comment there, Jeff? Any comment? Well, one of the problems, like, one of my buddies, he was my alpha team leader in Iraq, he, he took an RPG right between his legs, and nah. it um, eviscerated his lower intestines, and the Army's been trying their damnest, I mean, giving it to, you know, giving props to the Army. The Army's been trying his damnedest to, you know, getting fixed, but he's just been at a cascade of events coming to, and they've, they've had to remove spinal columns and the whole nine yards, and the way the Army works is if they can't fix you, they won't discharge you. But the hazard is, if you're not broke enough to get on a certain type of profile, basically saying, I'm broke to the point where you can't use me anymore, they still put you on as uh, active status, and they can send you right back over there. So you might be missing fingers and toes, or you might be mentally messed up in the head, and they're like, well, you can still carry a rifle. Good going, boy. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, what the hell do they care, Jeff? They're not going to take care of you even if you survive anyway if you get back to the States. Son of a bitch. want to build a family or continue to to be with your family. They don't want to give you education money, obviously. Cause Assuming that's, that you can even have kids anymore even if you can, of right. uranium, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had that soldier. His name was Brian uh, Knudsen. Knudsen, I can't remember his last name. Knudsen. Um, but, again, that's just one of so many uh, subjects who, I mean, looking for this guy, Brian, I don't think he was ever injured in combat. But, again, he gets back. He's trying to raise his family. He's got two kids or whatever. And uh, just in that particular case, you know, he's not even getting funding for the yeah. four years of college that they promised him. Mm-hmm. He's so well, ambitious. I can't. I've been going to school for three years now, and this will be my second semester of not getting funding from the VA, from the GI Bill, because I can't get into a department. And since I can't get into the department, I can't, you know, get a specified, specialized course program. And I'm already over 70 hours due to the fact that the school would give you so many um credits for being in the military so i'm over hours or over credit the va says well we don't care until you get in the department you ain't getting money so yeah well i mean that that, <laughs> that really sucks but oh, you know boy. fortunately jeffrey you're you're an incredibly brilliant person you have got a great head on your shoulders you're very level-headed you're very smart um and and i 
I, I, I don't worry about people like you coming back from the military because you, you know, you're, you're very outspoken, you're very articulate, and I just, I, I just, I don't worry about you being able to make it in the world. So. Uh, me neither. But the thing of it is, is I, I meet up with uh, people in my line of work. I work at the post office, and I meet up people on the street, and I talk to veterans, and they don't even bother trying to get into the VA because it's such a stone wall when you hit it. And luckily, I have a guy that I can go to to talk to. And I send him to, to Gary Jones, and he fixes them right up. So. That's yeah. great. Well, Jeffrey, thank you very, very much for the call. Once again, you are uh, yes, the, the Sergeant Jeffrey Jeffrey Humphrey uh, from Kentucky. He is the man. He is the man basically a military correspondent for the animal farming, yeah. essentially. Yeah. One of our most beloved callers. I mean, all of our callers Absolutely. are great, but it breaks your heart every time he calls up with these stories. Man. Yeah. Yep. We'll be back momentarily, folks. Number to reach us, 512-646-1984. Website is animalfarmshow.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. On September 1st, Vote Rescue and our coalition, Texans for Real Elections, conducted an exit poll at the Texas Straw Poll in Fort Worth. With almost a 25% respondent rate, we found a discrepancy in one candidate's results, Ron Paul's. We are planning exit polls for the primary and presidential elections in 2008. This is a fun and exciting process in exercising our rights as citizens. Join us as a volunteer with Vote Rescue to monitor those elections and remind the government that elections belong to the people. Become a part of the growing movement to restore elections to the citizens with hand-counted paper ballots. We are winning. Exciting progress is being made, but we need your help. See our website, voterescue.org, for our meeting and action schedule, or call 512-775-3737. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Yes. All right, we were just talking to Sergeant Jeffrey Humphrey from Kentucky. Um, Very, very intelligent, articulate man. Um, and it was actually very funny. I, coincidentally, I was I watched Fahrenheit 9/11 last night with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and um, you know w- they were interviewing some of the some of the soldiers out there that had you know come back from the Iraq War, and they were telling about all the problems that they had, and yeah. going over the the lack of benefits and everything like that that they were getting screwed over. Um, but you know ultimately it was just very funny because Michael Moore. It was announced today. I watched the movie last night, but it was announced today that Michael Moore is making a sequel to Fahrenheit 9/11. Interesting. I'd be so, yeah. curious to find out what this is going to do. This is uh, coming out of Variety. He's going to make a sequel. It says uh, he's making a sequel to Fahrenheit 9/11 for Paramount Vantage and Overture Films. Who will shop the project to international buyers when the Cannes Film Festival and market get underway today? Um, so this is a sequel. Expected to come out in 2009. Sure. And uh, I gotta say, I watched the movie last night, and it was a really, really good flick. It was, it was very, very good. And, and, you know, 
a documentary is supposed to be real, but Michael Moore like does casting for his documentaries. Like, it, he, the he production talks, value was up there. I it was incredible. It was well he, talked, he talked to so many people, and it's almost like he he only picked the people that were casted correctly in the visual sense of the terms. Like he would interview troops that looked extremely, extremely young, like 17, 18 years old, so that they, the, the watcher would look and say, holy crap, those are just kids over there, right. you know, which is can, can be viewed as a, a deceitful thing or it can be viewed as uh, a perspective. And he really does put his perspective and, you know, everything everything that he does, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, anyways, watching it last night, I thought it was just a hell of a movie. If you haven't watched it in a, a long time, go back and check it out because it's, it's great. It covers so many issues that you can forget about. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. I mean, I, I remember watching in the theaters, and it made a huge impact on my life just because it opened up doors, you know. And I think that's yeah one that this one point that Pius was making before the show was that at least it paved some of the way, even though people before that film was was you know, they were already calling it kind of calling or screaming conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking back, the thing that kind of pisses me off about it is that it doesn't really talk about the gory details. I mean, there are a lot of things I think he left out that would have made the film that much better. Uh, playing more on the role that the government kind of let things happen and they were ignorant because of business, mm-hmm. which is not really the truth. So, yeah. I got to call whitewash on that film, Ben, and as much as I loved it and as much as I think a production value, it was one of the best that I've seen documentary-wise. Uh, and even though it did, like I said, even though it did kind of pave the way and, and open up some doors, mm, it's it's not enough. I'm sorry. You know, if, if you're gonna go uh, ten feet, you got to go twenty, and you got to go even more, and you got to kind of search for it. But it is what it, it is. Was. I you know, my only my only reaction to that is just that I don't think that the film was made entirely about 9/11. Um, I don't. Even if it was made entirely about 9/11, I still don't think he would have been able to. I don't. St- I still don't think he would have come out with that hardcore information that we're all looking for. Um, but the, you know, a very little part portion of the film was about 9/11. Yes, it had Fahrenheit 9/11 in the title, but not too much of the film was about it. If it had been uh, about it, I, I would hope that he would have. Uh, put in s- some stuff that we expect, but I, I probably don't expect that he would have put in what we what we all expect. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot, but a lot of the film was talking about events leading up to 9/11 and the aftermath. Yeah, I mean, it was primarily were, about were, the event. There were clearly things like when you and turn on when you turn on Alex Jones's uh, what was his martial law 9/11. Road it wasn't martial law. It was Road to Tyranny. Yeah, yeah, sure. You turn that on, and that happened right after 9/11. This happened uh, maybe a year or two or three after 9/11. Yeah, and, um, I think it was yeah, even more than that. Two, three years. Yeah, three. Yeah, years. it could have been. Could have been four. Alex Jones's film was just infinitely more. It had had much more information, but yes. you know, even even Alex Jones's film, a lot of that was about the Oklahoma City bombings. Not all of the it was about because no, not all the information had come out. But there was a clear distinction, a clear difference that Alex Jones was willing to go the extra mile to to expose what was happening, and Michael Moore wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I, again, it's it's a question of responsibility. But I mean, you know, be that as it may, the other thing I wanted to talk about when Jeffrey was uh, on the phone with us last segment was this is you know yet another yet another thing that really gets me. Angry about mainstream media, and I know why they don't talk about these types of things where troops are not getting, you know, education support. Now, granted, Lou Dobbs obviously did the piece, and CNN covered it. It's not enough, though, for Lou Dobbs, just only Lou Dobbs. Yeah, you know, I I expect all the warmongers out there in the Fox News of the world, you know, I want them to talk about this thing. Even if they're going to spin it the the direction they spin it, they don't even talk about it. And obviously, it's hard to spin. How could you spin a a positive light on the fact that troops who have given their lives or, or, you know, who made the ultimate sacrifice come back and they won't even get 
education. It, it's like it's unbearable, um, the tragedy and the – this is treason. I think this is treason against the United States of America, and that's that's what my belief is. So I think one of the reasons that so many neocons out there are so you know, untrustworthy and so deceptive about all these veteran issues is that they, they literally look at things as uh, they're in a time of war. They have to lie for the good of the country. Yeah. They have to not point out the bad things that the veterans are doing. Uh, or the, <laughs> not the veterans. Yeah. The, other day. the government's doing. Yeah, but the government's doing in regards to the veterans. Because that'll, that'll bring recruiting down, and then we won't be able to win the war like we're supposed to, like the good Americans that we are. And that's just essentially what, what you got with those neocons. They're all fake scumbags. They don't, you know, they care more about war than the people that it, that it affects. What, what, what makes it even that much more sick and sadistic in a lot of ways is that not only do they not talk about these things, not only do they omit them from their stories, and of course they talk about Jenna Jameson and all the other porn stars or whatever else they talk about Fox News, but on top of it, when they, when someone does come up, when someone who's of the far left mentality comes up and does speak <laughs> out and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, our troops are not getting support and, you know, they're, they're abusing them. Every time you talk out against the war or anything about against the government, they say, oh, this is hurting the troops. This is putting the troops' lives in they say, danger. They say, shut up. They say, shut up, liberal. Oh, crap. It's and then fine. you have to just, and then you, you are a liberal. I know. Even if you're a libertarian, even if you're an independent third-party candidate, you call these bastards up, you try to tell them what's up, and they call, and they marginalize you as a liberal, and then all their listeners go, oh, yeah, that guy's a liberal, anti-American, wants to see American fail, hang up on them. I know. And, 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 but, and all of them are a bunch of scum, too. But again, <laughs> as if that isn't bad enough, they actually say that, you know, me with an anti-war stance is 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 hurting the troops. Yeah. It's putting the troops' lives in danger when it's the government that literally is putting the troops' lives in danger in multi in different ways. So many things. It's almost it's similar to the same, same thing that John Ashcroft was saying when he first got into office. For those who had, who had haunt the American people with phantoms of lost liberty, you only aid the yeah. terrorists. <laughs> exactly. These uh, people aren't patriots. They're not defending the republic. No, they're definitely not. We have a rogue government. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, uh, a New York legislator wants to put cameras on police guns. I want to get some discussion about this. And we also have to get into the Bill O'Reilly. And I was just going to say, we're going we're gonna to finally give you the, the nuts and bolts here. The Bill O'Reilly <laughs> spaz. And this is years ago, but we have the audio state team. Wonderful. Books. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Ben, Tony, and Pyatt on Animal Farm Radio Show. Hey, you touch that dial, I'll break your f***ing head. Please state, but this actually might be very good, and I think this could be a very useful thing yes. if we implemented and funded and all the rest uh, out of all the really? Yeah, I don't know. Well, just let me read it, and then you tell me yes. what you think. I, I shouldn't even have given you my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> New York legislator wants mini cameras on police handguns. Ah, oh, I love that. Yes. Okay, well, that's what I said before. A New York senator who is a former New York City police officer is pushing to put mini cameras on police handguns to help sort out contested police shootings, such as those in the cases of Sean Bell and Amadou Diallo. Uh, 
uh, Senator Eric Adams, a Brooklyn Democrat, is uh, drumming up support for the cameras that would cost $695 each. He said New York would be the first to mandate the cameras. Uh, the, the camera would follow the gun's barrel movement and include a laser pointer and light. And check this out, Ben. This is interesting. Technology is wonderful. Okay, the camera and lights would start just over a second after a handgun is pulled from a holster. That's when it starts recording. Wow. So, um, wow. Interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's absolutely necessary. I would probably err on the side of, well, can't we just train our police not to shoot people who are innocent? But, I mean, that's being really naive, and I understand no. that. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But uh, interesting little uh, tidbit here. But, I mean, it just seems like, you know what, if, if there were cameras on the guns, I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm abusing your privacy, for God's sakes. I mean, listen, if there is a dispute, if we can go to the, in this case, go to the tape of what was happening uh, with, with the I with gotta the say, man, I agree 100%. I, I don't I think it's, exactly. I think it's a good idea. It's, it's, Why? You know, a lot of people that think that biometric scanners are bad. I think biometric scanners, I think it'd be great if they had a fingerprint scanner sure. on guns. And, and it, maybe not required, but if you wanted to get a fingerprint scanner and you wanted to be able to have just you be able to use the gun, mm -hmm. I think that's great technology. You know, in, in my opinion, Ben, nothing is bad. Ultimately, nothing is bad. I mean, you know, theoretically, if you had a government that really cared about your rights and used the biometrics accordingly and said, listen, we just don't want you to get your identity thefted, but, you know, we're not going to spy you the whole thing theoretically mandatory but yeah know. i know it's not mandatory, so i guess either way but uh you know nothing in and of itself is bad a gun is not bad uh it's it's who's pulling the trigger i guess on the side but uh-huh Nevertheless, uh, let's get to uh, some more Animal Farm stuff. We Ben, you have to, you brought this to light, so it's really all you. Uh, Bill O'Reilly clip. Where did you find it? What happened? This is my favorite clip of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were just talking about the Neocon radio show hosts and how they're yeah. all scumbags yeah. and Sean Hannity and Bill O'Reilly sure. and Rush Limbaugh and all uh, all those peeps. Rush um, This this really just goes to show what these people are like. They go on the air. They're the good guys. Everybody loves them. Yeah. We care about everything. Everybody, we're such yeah. good people. They're pro American. And then they literally get off the air and they are the biggest scumbags. Just, <laughs> just, just listen to this. This is an well, old clip of Bill O'Reilly when he was a host on Inside Edition. Teleprompter wasn't working correctly and he sort of flips out as I think it actually cast. was working correctly. I just don't think he understood what was going on. But what year do you reckon this was? This has got to be late 80s? Late 80s, early yeah, 90s. Yeah, it's got to be that old. So this is the start. Still had hair. And I, of course, I. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what. Whatever it is, it's not right on the teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there is. We are going to do Sting. Yeah. Okay, but okay. now I can't read it. There's no. There's no words on it. <laughs> okay. Sure. There's no words there to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out. It's, Sting is going to do, it's a video, Sting video. Okay. What is, for credits. I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah, yeah. All right, go, go. go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is a... In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a... I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! F*** it! <laughs> do it live! I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! And <laughs> thing sucks! <laughs> Five, four, three...
That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. And, and then he gets up and he throws, he throws his pen. I think he throws his pen at the camera. He takes off his jacket yeah. and throws it and then cusses out the, per at the producer. <laughs> Does but someone need a hug? It's just I mean, look, he had a bad day. We're not, you know, let's not get on him too much. I mean, we know he's a rap ass. He's a scumbag. But be able to flip day. out like that and then when they turn the camera on, just roll completely normal. <laughs> hey, he's an actor. Ultimately, that's exactly what Bill O'Reilly is. He's an actor. I mean, you know, so many of these pundits are. They're just, they're there for, you know, for the makeup and the uh, and the lights and they're they're acting. On TV. Now remember, I do my best work when I'm being worshipped as a god. Yeah, here, there you go. Here's something else, too, Ben, I think we have to start doing. Uh, That's a great clip, by the way. That is a great clip. Uh, something else I'd like to start doing with the Animal Farm. Maybe I'll, I'll kind of head it. We'll just, on our off time, let's start calling these neocon hosts. And instead of talking about conspiratorial elements that are, of course, they, that, that need major attention, let's start talking about these stories uh, about. The, you know the army and the, the you know the military and the people that are not giving our servicemen and servicewomen the attention they need because that's hard to say oh you're you're nuts that's not happening it's mainstream news now okay yeah. it's all over the place I'd love to get some real neocon uh, you know some just get get people involved maybe record it and put it on the animal farm check it out but just to follow up the Bill O'Reilly thing uh, and we'll figure that out more uh, some other time but to, I actually found out that Sue Simmons had a bit of a, a mishap and while we're on the mishaps and the bad nice. words. Sue nice. Simmons, yeah, Sue Simmons does the, I guess, the NBC 7 o'clock news, whatever the hell she does. And she, I don't know what she was thinking here, but, well, just listen. At 11, pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> we need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live, just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm really sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. Oh, well, Sue, I, I accept your apology, Sue, but I don't find that word offensive. Let's just hear it one more time. At 11, pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, you can be assured. You can bet your last dollar that uh, oh, that will man. be part of Pyatt's repertoire very shortly. Yeah. Nice so, girl, but about as sharp as a sack of wet mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I mean, can you just imagine what could possibly have set her off? We were trying to theorize before the show. What possibly happened for her to lose it like that? I don't know. Right on I mean, air. We've, we've had a couple screw ups here, and we've gotten like somewhat upset, but we've never, we've never flipped out like that. Well, I mean, I listen. Stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, but the, the difference, the difference is, Ben. I don't care. If yeah. I, yeah, I mean, if I mess up and if I curse, I mean, I have every right to curse. I am pissed off, and uh, thank God for clips like this, I can laugh about things. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm mad. I have every right to be mad. So, uh, you know, that, that's at least that's. Our comic relief oh, for the show, but that is goodness. Prices and that, yes, we will have those clips on Pyatt's soundboard. You can bet your last dollar on that. That's going to be great, folks. Oh boy, uh, much more to come on the show. Some news, some laughs, some humor, and maybe some more Hillary Clinton news. Who knows, folks? Stay tuned. AnimalFarmShow.com. <laughs> Him.
HempUSA.org is now offering free shipping worldwide to better serve our customers. Our goal is to get these fine hemp products to you in the least amount of time so you can enjoy what the powder seeds and oil can do for you. HempUSA.org has a warning that the U.S. food supplies are dangerously low, and we urge you to protect your family with hemp storable foods today. Tomorrow may be too late. Call 908-691-2608 or visit HempUSA.org. This incredible food source is loaded with enzymes so your body can digest the food you eat. And it creates an alkaline environment where cancer can't grow and parasites cannot live and brings funguses, viruses, and bacterial levels down and to a halt. Try our powder seeds and oil today. Call 908-691-2608 or visit HempUSA.org. If the body has the proper nutrition, it will heal itself. Ask yourself. Why does our government not allow this crop to grow in the U.S.? This product is also great for pets and animals. Call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org today. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts. Survivalists. The Army-Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard-to-find objects like real-world blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100. Not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids in adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks, or a military fuel can for only $16. And a siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36. Or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the New World Order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to BraveNewBookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about BraveNewBookstore.com. Lighting the fires of liberty with your host, Michael Badnarik, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday, only on We the People Radio Network. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> All right, well, one more last, uh, well, not really one last one, but it's the continuing on here with the the media and the craziness. It's not just America's media, Ben. Of course, we have something that we call UK syndrome, but uh, this is an interesting story here where the BBC kept 106,000 pounds of charity cash 
106,000 pounds. The BBC today apologized for keeping 106,000 pounds made from premium rate phone calls on about two dozen shows that should have been given to charity. In the latest scandal that hit the television industry over phone-ins, the BBC also admitted that viewers of Making Up Your Mind, or excuse me, Making Your Mind Up, the BBC One show that shows last year's UK entry for the Eurovision Song Contest, Scooch, were misled into voting before phone lines had opened. <laughs> okay, in that case... Sorry, it's a complete catastrophe. Show is uh, in that case the BBC made six thousand pounds from ineligible calls that has also gone to the charity. Uh, that's about I don't know two hundred and thirty thousand dollars, Ben, or two hundred eighty, no, but like two hundred thirty, two hundred forty thousand dollars. I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I'm bad at math. Check it out: one hundred six thousand pounds is about two hundred and forty thousand dollars roughly correct me if i'm wrong yeah it's a lot of money so you know hey listen it's it's worldwide corruption and we should just be happy about it go on i'm sorry i did that (laughs) i'm embarrassed that i did that well i'm reading from a post on 911blogger.com they have released all the september 11th 2001 footage uh from fox news abc nbc cbs bbc they have every single piece of footage uh from the from the uh, every major news network from 9/11, they posted this online so you could watch it at any point that you want. And I was watching some of it, and I was very, very impressed by some of the professionalism that was going on. You know, towers, towers crashing down. You know, about two, three thousand people are dying right at that moment. Oh, I was impressed too. And how the reporters handled themselves. I was, and they were just yes, they were they were very professional. They were very. It, it's it's a, it's an impressive thing if you go back and you watch it and you look at the tragedy of that day. And what happened, and for them to go on air and, and to keep their composure and to give you the information that you needed, it was it was very impressive. Um, I'm not I'm not saying that the media's overall coverage of 9/11 was good, but uh, I guess I would say the correspondence with what was happening was was pretty impressive. I thought. Yeah. Well, Why was there no wreckage outside of the Pentagon <laughs> when the Pentagon was supposedly hit by this other plane? Yeah, I, I was going to actually say that too, Jesse. Thank you for inter- thank you for getting to it before I did. But uh, I I would say they probably didn't release any more Pentagon videos. Which again, you know, to me, if well, they've were- got they got everything right there, even the commercials. So everything right. that we want to everything yeah, we no, want to no. see is is right there. Yeah, I'm just saying from the from the conspiracy theories going around about 9/11, it's like, look, you know, just release the Pentagon footage that proves uh, that a jumbo jet hit it, and then you could probably debunk most of everything else, and then use it as a talking point. Of course, they can't do that. Because we don't know what really happened there, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, who, who could forget that day? I think it it's also speaks a lot that I mean, we are New Yorkers. I mean, I was going to school miles away from from the event there, so it, it, hit, it hit home really hard. And like everything else, I slipped right through it because I sleep until like you know ten o'clock, eleven o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was terrible, and it, you know, took, took my breath away. And I don't think I stopped watching TV for the next three months. I don't know? think anybody else did. I no, think. I agree, Ben. So so uh, what's happening with Ron Paul is. Very, very impressive right oh, now. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Good old they, were, they were talking about him on Fox News, and we have that clip right here. We'll play it momentarily, but I, uh, there is a silent a silent protest that's going to be happening at the Republican National Convention. But sure. I'll give you some more details with this clip right here. 
stats, not blank. It's not crazy. Uh, here's the question. That's where, does that, where does that leave Ron Paul? That yeah. leaves Ron Paul knocking on the door at the Minneapolis convention saying, you know what, you guys aren't real conservatives. We've been telling you that for a year, and we're going to tell you it in a very loud and poignant way at the convention and around that convention. That's right. Uh, Ron Paul's allies are planning Which are legion, organizing an embarrassing public revolt at the Republican National Convention to show the disagreements they've got with John McCain and the platform as well. And it sounds like what they're doing is they're trying to negotiate a speaking role for him mm -hmm. so that, right. you know, uh, right now, oh, we hear that uh, Ron Paul is going to have a revolt. Let's give him uh, let's give him a Tuesday night speech. Yes. And so perhaps that's what he's trying he to do. Is, he is still on the ballot, and occasionally strange things have happened. In Pennsylvania, Ron Paul got 20% of the Republican vote. It wasn't even a contested primary. It was all Hillary versus Barack. John McCain was on the ballot. Ron Paul did some strategic campaigning. 200,000 of the 800,000 Republicans said, we want Ron Paul. That's a significant number. He feels that entitles him to a speaking role at the convention. Uh, well, we know that his supporters are passionate and ardent supporters because they email us all the That's time. That's right. They so know how to turn on the computer. Interesting to see book what which came out last week sold. Well, we're going to go back to our two guests, if they're talking to each other still. The major revolt is in the works for supporters of Congressman Ron Paul. What do they have in store for Senator John McCain? All right, so Mike, tell us about this, because apparently Ron Paul supporters, and we know that they are very strong in their beliefs, they're going to protest at the Republican convention? Well, now, I will concede that this could be a little bump in the road for the Republicans at the convention. There is no question that uh, that this could be a major headache for John McCain. Uh, I talk to Ron Paul supporters every day on my radio show from all over the country. They are a passionate bunch. They are they are absolutely focused. And I think John McCain would be well served to, to kind of reach out and give him an olive branch of the convention. Let him speak. Give him a role. Mm -hmm. Because if these people are disrespected, uh, you know, this... This, combined with Bob Barr's announcement that Barr now is running as a libertarian, right. is going to just take votes away from John McCain and could be a disaster for the Republican Party. Hey, Bob, with uh, Barack Obama about 150 votes away from the magic number of 2025, what are the chances that the Clintons can move the goalposts at the end of the fourth quarter and change that magic number up to 2,209, as Howard Wolfson suggested on Sunday? About as good a chance as Mike does of getting a Republican elected president uh, in Ow. 2008. Uh, but, Ow. hey, Mike, uh, first of all, I love Mike. I just want you people to say this. Let's talk about Ron Paul for a second. The answer is they can't move the numbers. But Ron Paul, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. He could be a real problem. Ron Paul, I, yeah. I think he ought to get a primetime speech at the convention. This is the only guy that has a bubble doll uh, made for him that his head doesn't move. Or his eyes made out of stainless steel. No, and you talk about... You, you know, you talk to Ron Paul every day when you say these are committed people. Let's be honest with you. They're nuts. And, and, and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't take it easy, Bob. Take no, it easy. No, yeah, we're all nuts. No, no, wait a they're second. I know they'll call. No, I, I don't mean nuts in a bad way. I mean, they're nuts about their <laughs> guy. Really? That's yeah. a term of hey, you know, you think I got through politics for 30 years without knowing how to spin out of a trouble? <laughs> they're nuts about I their candidate. They're encouraged. Yeah. I think that I ought to do it, Mike, and I think it'd be great for you guys to have Ron Paul at your convention. Well, listen, and, I mean, it, it'll, it, it'll show some diversity at the convention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a kind of diversity you need, brother. And, and, uh, Bob, diversity. Bob Beckel, what is your uh, personal email address? 
Uh, it's uh, it's S. Ducey at uh, FoxNews.com. He's the guy that called Ron Paul folks nuts. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. They recognized. They recognized. I love with him. I didn't mean that. I really didn't. Yeah, you better kiss our ass. You better. Someone, First of all, someone in that round table has got to quit smoking because all I heard was them breathing. It sounded like perverted, too. Like it was disgusting. Get, yeah, yeah. Get an <laughs> oxygen tank. <laughs> I didn't catch it until like the third. Crazy man, they're just they're bonkers. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen, give credit. I mean, even. <laughs> Oh, well, I give credit. Gene Simmons out of Fox News also did a write-up on Ron Paul. That's a pretty good write-up. I mean, of course, it starts off with saying, Ron Paul has no chance of winning the Republican presidential nomination this year. <laughs> but, it, you know, he does go on to say that, yes. Shut up! <laughs> Making an impact and, and whatnot. So, I mean, hey, Ben, I mean... Uh, he's still he's still there, and Ron Paul has done a great job. We will be heard. We will be heard, folks. We have, uh, of course, so much more when we get back. Many families now suing the U.S. government for vaccine and the link to autism. So we'll get yes. right back to that story. We got audio. We got coverage, folks. Animalfarmshow.com. Stay tuned. Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at GunPartsGuy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. If your body isn't feeling too well these days, you're going to start taking this hemp, I say. Go to HempUSA.org. You may not like what I'm about to say, but you know I'm going to say it anyway. The government doesn't want the best for you. They keep you down. They keep you blue. They starve your body for all its nutrients. They won't let you grow industrial hemp. It really doesn't make any kind of sense when it's so healthy for the world and useful for you, my friends. I hope Mr. Bush will hear this song, for the heart of America wants this one. Go to HempUSA.org. If you're a truther, an anarchist, or renegade, you only want things that God has made. Go to HempUSA.org. We offer free shipping anywhere in the States. Go to HempUSA.org. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. 
LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I'm Ron Paul, and you're listening to We the People Radio Network. You can join us tonight on this lovely evening, folks. Animal Farm Radio Show coming at you live. 512-646-1984. I can't say it any faster, so I won't try. Dave in California, we're going to your phone call. What's up? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going well, Dave. How about yourself? Good. You guys are cracking me up today, man. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Laughing my my butt off in a chat room about the the whole thing that was going on Bill O'Reilly <laughs> freaking out. That's amazing, man. Well, Dave, we just try to we just try to mix it up, man, because I mean it's it's so tough to talk about uh, the bad news all the time. We got to take some comic relief, but we appreciate you uh, listening. What's on, your mind? <laughs> what's, on, what's on your mind, Dave? Well, uh, can I be mind if I talk just for a minute about the guy that uh, I guess he was a, 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 a theology student or something like that, and he was at some university in texas talking to a bunch of cub scouts and boy scouts about the the fourth amendment did you hear all this stuff on the alex jones show i did but please uh, give us some more information i did hear about this but go ahead okay well i don't have a lot of real specifics but essentially this guy is uh involved with some church and some university maybe it's university church they didn't really identify it but anyway he was asked to come speak to a bunch of boy scouts on any topic that he so desired i think that's the way i understood it anyway and so he decided to have a little talk with the kids about the uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the, you know, the, the Second Amendment, and why it's so important for the, you know the the young scouts to follow their oaths uh, of you know allegiance to the country and all that, which I took. I was a scout. I mean, I was no great scout. I mean, I learned how to smoke and all kinds of stuff in the scouts. But the point is, you know, we were supposed to be good people. You know, we were supposed to help old ladies across the street, and you know, we we're supposed to be honest and and uh, and you know, try hard to to be good. You know, to to, to, sure. to make the a world a better place. That really is what scouts were supposed to be about. You know, and mostly it was right. about learning how to chase chicks and you know. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, this guy this guy goes in there and he starts talking about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, and saying, you know, at this time it's crucial that you kids know this because the way things are going in this country, you know. Uh, it's not good. It's really, it's really bad. It's scary. And, and uh, you know, examine your core beliefs. You know, get back to the Constitution. And then apparently the next day he was dragged into the president's office. There was some idiot there and all black with, you know, black sunglasses. And he's asking him all these questions. And he's, you know, threatening attitude. And I want to say something to these guys. Would you mind? Uh, well, as long as there's no uh, extreme profanity, Dave, you can say whatever you like. I'll stay off the profanity. All right. 
Okay. I know it's hard. I know. But go ahead. <laughs> it is hard. Okay. That and the so this, this is, this is and Dave's message to who? Uh, this, okay, this uh, is I think I'm sorry, Dave. This is Dave's message to the the men in black, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yes, the men in black and the NSA and the CIA and George Herbert Walker Bush and Kissinger and Clinton and all those. Okay, people. go ahead, Dave. Six you got freaks. it. Okay. The floor is yours. Go ahead. All right. Well, here it is. Okay. My name is David Christopher Short. Okay, put that in your file. Okay. I, w I was born in Oakland, California. On August 4th, 1952, I believe in the Constitution, I believe in the Bill of Rights, I believe in everything that we were guaranteed as a kid. Even if it was a lie back then, I bought it, okay? You idiots. We bought it. You sold it to us. We bought it. Now we're not going to unbuy it. You hear me? You can threaten us all you want. You can wear your stupid black sunglasses. You know? You can threaten anything. Show up in my yard and see what happens. Let it out, Dave. Let it all out. And see what happens, you freaks. <laughs> it's good, it, Dave. I'm good. You feel better? Later, man. Thanks. Oh, take care, Dave. Thank you for the call. And I, listen, that's see, that's the kind of caller that I like. Yeah. And I like the caller who calls in and gets it off his chest or her chest. You know, no, absolutely, no sexual pun intended there. But yeah, I mean, listen, that, that's what it's all about. I mean, we got to start speaking out about it. And I'm glad. Thank, yeah. thank you for the call. Thank Dave. you very Good much, Dave. And, and I want to reiterate Alex Jones's point where he was talking earlier today. And he says that uh, there, you know, there are training programs out there. We have uh, video clips, and I have an audio clip right here. FEMA officials. Uh, teaching firemen and policemen not to find those evil terrorists. So I'm going to just, as a as a little flashback, I'm going to sure. play it and just let people uh, hear it for themselves. Okay, Ben. All right, go ahead. Here it is. Who was the first terrorist organization in the United States? First terrorist organization. George W. Who? Tommy Bob. You mean Thomas Jefferson? Oh yeah. You mean uh, George Washington? Oh yeah. Paul Revere? Yeah. These guys right here. Who do you ask yourself? Did they try to scare people? <laughs> oh, yeah. They tried to intimidate the British. Did they try to, did they use acts of violence? Your founding fathers, my founding fathers, were involved in acts of terrorism against British officials because they systematically had British officials assassinated. Assassinate. Ooh. Now, uh, uh, assassination is not terrorism. Yeah, and it's one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. The audio is a little tough there, Ben. One of the reasons the audio is tough because somebody had to sneak a camera in there to try to capture this, but he essentially mm -hmm. was saying that the founding fathers were terrorists. Who was the first terrorist founding? And, and they said Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, first. Yeah. George Washington, uh, because they had people right. systematically assassinated. No. Although they wrote a declaration of war and told them, we are right. at war with you. One of the fair yeah. things in war is is getting rid of uh, uh, leaders and, and hierarchy that's up in the system, yeah. that's up in the chain of command. Now that's that's retarded. But he's teaching uh, again. He's teaching firemen and police officers that the founding fathers were terrorists, and it yeah. really just it's 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 sickening. It's disgusting. Yeah, I will I will personally give a hundred dollars to anybody who can get get that guy on our show as an interview. I'll give him more than that actually, just because I'd love to ask some questions. And Ben, if it's if it's not media or people like that or police uh, trainees. 
if it's not people can you know uh, condoning double speak or acting in double speak, it's complete 180 degree nonsense that you can call the founding fathers terrorists, but you can support George Bush, who is you know acting in a war that's undeclared. That is terrorism. I'm sorry. Um, and, it really and, is incredible. And not to give Reverend Wright any more uh, you know publicity than he needs, but he said it, uh, a very important thing that you cannot do terrorism somewhere else and not expect it to come back and hit you. So um, you know, look, it, it is what it is. But, I mean, you know, ahead, in, terms, yeah. in terms of who's a terrorist and what's a terrorist, FLDS Elder, right here, this article decries terrorist acts in the letter to Bush. And he basically says, uh, it, 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 this is from CNN.com, an elder polygamist sect has sent a letter to the White House decrying what he calls terrorist acts that have separated the sex children from their parents. Um, and he basically says, he says, Mr. President, it does not require a foreign country to commit terrorist acts on American soil. The letter says the terrorist acts can be committed by federal, local, and private entities that are operating under the guise of, quote-unquote, protecting the public. I have George to agree a thousand percent. Well, yeah, and again, a terrorist is just, it's, it's, it depends on who you ask. A terrorist is not a universal name. Uh, if I live in a country that's being bombed by a superpower and you know, there are people in my country who are fighting for my rights and the rights of my people, he's not a terrorist. He's a freedom fighter, you know? So Which is one of the reasons we It's a point of view. It's exactly. It's a point of view. Um, and just to get back, we'll take Wyatt, Maryland, in two seconds, but just to get back with what Dave was saying, I mean, he was talking about this specific uh, case where a speaker was talking to Cub Scouts about the Constitution, you know, learn your Constitution, yeah. get familiar with it, because it's so important. And our country was founded off of it, and apparently this guy was interrogated. I don't know exactly what happened. The reason why I failed to bring it up, Dave, and I apologize, I, I went to look at it. I, I think Paul Joseph Watson wrote the article, or Steve, one of the brothers, the Watson brothers, did write the initial article. I just didn't follow up with it, so I didn't get the details. So if anybody has inform information, sure, uh, info at animalfarmshow.com or animalfarmshow, one word, AIM. Well, I mean, I'd like to slip into something here, you know, just slip sure, this in real sure, quick. Sure, sure. One of the reasons that we declare war on foreign countries is because you know who you're going to war with. You can't have a war on terrorism because it's a subjective term and nobody yeah. can understand what a terrorism, what, what a true Terror. terrorist is. So the reason we declare war and the reason in the Constitution they said that you must declare war in order to go to war was that you had a clear indication of what the enemy was. There was no excuse that they could use to to lock the country down, put everybody under martial law like they're planning to do. Sure. You know, it, it's, we're not Muslim friends. We're here to find terrorists. That's exactly it. And, you know, because, and like you said, Ben, because terrorists, a terrorist is not a country, and terrorism doesn't have a nation. In fact, Ron Paul uh, has said on several occasions, you know, a terrorist is actually a weak person. They don't have a country. Yeah. You know, they don't have a flag to wave, that type of thing. Uh, you can never win this war. It's, I think it's literally impossible. It is. Because uh, even if you kill every, you know, U.S., United States considered terrorists today, you're going to fuel more terrorism tomorrow. Or you'll so, create a definition of terrorism that applies to people that aren't necessarily defined yet. Exactly, and I think that's why the United States now are not really with the patriots in this country, but the United States now has their perfect war. They finally have an enemy that can never be defeated. It can never be revealed. You can torture anybody, and now they really, now along with the legislation, that anybody's a terrorist now. I mean, I'm a terrorist, you're a terrorist. Ben, I mean, God forbid if you speak out against the president or the war or the war effort, now you're a terrorist. Exactly, now. and the stupid, yuppie Democrats and Republicans are falling for it. Their candidates are preaching it, and they're falling for it. Exactly. So we'll be taking your calls when we get back. 512-646-1984. You are on the farm. Stay tuned. God, I love freedom.
Greetings, I am Dr. Buell Von Scheidt with the White Paper Chronicles. Mr. Steve Shank with this fearless radio program is correct when he says the solution to our difficult times is to store food and get healthy. My comrades and I of the media don't want you to panic. We, unlike fearless radio, try not to tell you about the food control legislation. Hurricane Katrina, the American famine, families unable to buy food. If we told you the solution to all these problems is food, you'd panic and run out and buy Buy a food before it disappeared, or you couldn't afford it. You'd completely mess up the perfect strategy for population control, and they'd kick us out of the Survivors Club. You are a sissy chicken if you call JMSEFoodsDirect.com and order food. This is Steve. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, eFoodsDirect.com. 800-409-5633. You'll be considered a little bit crazy, but there's no such thing as a little bit dead. Everyone knows how the 9-11 disaster touched them directly. On May 11, 2008, every American citizen will begin the slow road to a national identity crisis. Every citizen, young and older, facing the Real ID federal mandate. After 5-11 this year, you will endure the indignities of TSA checkpoints at airports with demands for adequate IDs. Imagine one year from now being barred from entering a postal office or other federal buildings if you don't have your passport or Real ID. Since when have you ever needed a passport to fly from one city to the next in the U.S.? If Real ID prevails, you risk being cast as a terrorist if you can't provide an ID with a biometric face scan. Trusting motor vehicles authorities may be a thing of the past. If they put your personal information up for sale to those willing to buy your name, your address, your picture, or anything else ascribed to your driver's license. Your information will be funneled into an insecure centralized database where hackers and identity thieves can prey on you and your information. Worst of all, the federal government demands that you and your state pay to implement Real ID. The multi-billion dollar implementation stands to double the cost of your local IDs. It may not stop there. This federal mandate may take from other social program funding, like education, public arts, and other state-funded programs. Digimark, L1 Technologies, Veritech, and other Department of Homeland Security contractors walk away with a huge paid contract. What will you have? They promise freedom through security. If a hacker can walk off with your virtual driver's license, are you really safe? The 511 campaign is here to support you and your state legislators in a move to block the progress of this unconstitutional act. Please add your voice and actions to stop Real ID in its tracks. Please join the first 511 campaign committee meeting Sunday, May 11th at 3 p.m. at Brave New Books to help organize in Austin, Texas. For more information on 511 campaign and the Real ID, please visit beatthechip.org. Great host, great topics, free speech at its best. This is We the People Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our last and final segment this evening of the Animal Farm. I want you to, once again, I want to thank all of the callers and listeners. Uh, I also want to thank our sponsor, Tasty Galtees, TastyGalteys.com, Flavored Golf Tees. Of course, many of you have heard us promote them. Excellent stuff. Flavored Golf Tees, folks, in this country. Can you believe it? The greatest thing ever, uh, TastyGalteys.com. So, once again, we go back to your phone calls, and you know, Ben, we're barely going to get I'd like to, to give one real, one oh. real quick shout-out before. Uh, oh, okay, Ben. shout-out to Iron Bear. Oh, yeah. 
yes. for, for sending us a uh, <laughs> very, very funny email. Um, and a picture that we cannot disclose. Yes, but very funny. Thank you very much, Iron Bear, for, for sending that. Thank you, Iron Bear, and I'm sorry I did not include you. Uh, once again, back to your phones. Wyatt in Maryland, you're on the Animal Farm. What's up? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, uh, Wyatt, how are you? I, I just came in late. I, I didn't realize the time was. I'm sorry, I started listening to about 20 of uh, 9. Uh, no problem. Uh, that 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 the uh, uh, tape you played uh, um, about with, talking about the founding fathers of terrorists. How old is yes. that? Uh, I believe it's from 1999. I think that's what I thought it was. Not 100 yeah. percent positive. Yeah, we gotta check I it thought, out. It was, we gotta find out. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was too because I've heard that before. Uh, Alex Jones played that back in '99. Um, yes, and it sounded real. It sounded real familiar. But I'm sure that that uh, that that um, rant about uh, our founding fathers in the beginning of this nation was uh, is what's being used on and on by the same group of uh, uh, <clears throat> commandos that are trying to take this country and destroy it. Um, yes. Really. I was uh, one other thing. I know you don't have a lot of time, and I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, I was I was riding. Uh, I, was, I was on the Capitol Beltway that's, that's, that surrounds D.C. and there's a uh, Usually, guys, people who work for the Pentagon, that uh, they have a license plate, and it actually has a, pen, a, 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 a Pentagon on the plate that, that is representative of the Pentagon uh, Defense Department uh, down in D.C. And um, yeah. it was really interesting. He had one of those. He was had a Virginia Virginia tag, and he had on there catch twenty two, and I thought that that was perfect, a, a perfect phrase. For that institution, uh, you're <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, you're familiar with Catch 22. Uh, yeah, but maybe our listeners aren't. Do you want to explain it? Uh, well, Catch 22 Prime it was a, was a book, and I can't remember the author. Uh, it was a novel, and uh, it also was made in a movie as a movie. It was a hilarious movie that uh, back in uh, in uh, oh the 70s, early 70s, I think it was. Alan Arkin and a few other. Uh, a good actors were in it. Anyway, what it was, it was it took place in the uh, military back in like the South Pacific, and uh, aboard a ship, and then also on. Well, I think it was I think it was the South Pacific. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I saw it. But Catch Twenty Two was. It means no matter what you do, what in the military, what you were trying to do, nothing made sense, and no matter how you tried to rectify anything, it was just. It was complete chaos all the time, and you got to deal with chaos as a natural part of your life in the service. And uh, nothing made sense, and uh, the more chaos, the better. So, I mean, that's primarily what it's about. And it, uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> and that's what we have today. Well, listen, guys, sure I'm sure I'll, I'll let you guys go. Uh, why? Uh, thank you so much for the it's a, call. It's a very good point. And, thank and, you. You know, just try to try to remember the Freemasonic term "order out of chaos." Order out of chaos. Sure, sure. Um, and and look at Rush Limbaugh's Operation Chaos that he has going on right now. He's evil. Yeah, of Why? Thanks again for the call. I may have cut you off a little prematurely there. Uh, sorry about that. Dave in California, I got about a minute and a half. What's up? Okay. You uh, you return. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I actually thought Pyrus was playing music in the background. I thought we were going to commercials, so I cut out. <laughs> yes, I do feel better. Thank you for letting me. Do oh, Dave, anytime, anytime. All right. Well, anyway, so let me ask you guys a couple questions real fast. Nine Eleven. Okay, total go ahead. inside job, true or false? Absolute total uh, inside job. Ben, you first. 
Uh, total yes. inside job, no. Uh, how do you okay. define, hold on, what's, well, well, what do you okay. define? They, I mean, they dynamited the buildings, okay? The buildings came down with bombs. Yes. Anybody yeah, disagree with that? No, no, no. I, 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 I will. Uh, gosh, you've opened up such a can of worms. No. I can't. I can't respond with nine minutes left in the show. Of yeah, all things, I, I can't respond okay, with the well, amount of time. Let me, let me cut to I the don't... chase. Let me cut to the chase. Okay. Go 343 ahead. of my brother fireman died that day. Everything that I have seen, read, thought about, heard, etc., and investigated like a maniac since the day it happened, because I saw World Trade Center number seven fall down live that day on TV, has been to find out who did it because I knew that the buildings had been blown up. And all the firemen have said it. Everybody talked about bombs going off. Everything that's been covered up in the media, all that stuff. So I know who the real terrorists are. It's not mm -hmm. 19 hijackers with box cutters. It's not bin Laden. It's our own government. And they're the same people that are bringing this tyranny in on us. And they're yeah. the ones that are killing us. And if they're killing us, then when does it behoove us to honestly and seriously can sit down and, cons and consider that we may have to kill them first? Or, or yeah, they, they, yeah. They, there's you know, a big I mean, question there. Are you ready for a war? A big question. <laughs> and um, I mean, you know, we're protect, even to protect ourselves. Even if we stand in our in our doorway and say, "Just don't come any farther." What's it going to take? Yeah. Well, I, absolutely. No, Dave, education, I think, is the first step. And that's, again, that's part of the show. And once again, Dave, thanks for calling. I got to cut you. We got to try to go to the internet and watch yeah. loose change. But just, just to answer the initial question, Dave, <laughs> uh, to me, a total inside job would, would basically be qualify as uh, inside job. It, it basically, if one person inside the government had anything to do with the day's events, and to me, that means total inside job. I don't think it me total inside job means yes. the whole Congress was behind well, it, the whole Senate was behind if it. If that's the definition, yeah, then I'd have to agree. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I certainly, uh, I, I certainly, you know, total inside job, uh, I don't... Uh, I think was the government involved, yes or no? Yes. Was the United in States opinion, government officials involved in any way? Black yes. Ops? Yes. Okay, then that's Ab it. Absolutely. And that's and, it. And, and, but that's, that's the point that I'm trying to make, is that is it. So when we talk about, you know, when we talk about explosives in the buildings, yeah. uh, you know, World Trade Center 1, 2, sure. and 7. Undisputable at this point. Well, well here's the thing. At, at, who, at, at this point... Who cares? We're not even at that point yet. You know what I mean? We we need to get an investigation because at that point we're speculating about whether there's bombs. In the no, 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 there's no, no. There's no reason to no. There's no reason to speculate. There's no reason to speculate when we're not even at the yeah. point where we can question anybody yet. We have to get at the point where we can question somebody, and then then maybe if we don't get the possible answers, and we haven't, but but we need to focus on on actually questioning people, not speculating so much. No, yeah, there's speculations, I, I and, and there are tons of scientists out there. Believe it or not, there are scientists out there that have answered many of the 9/11 truthers' questions. I hate to say it, I hate to break the bad yeah, news, no, but that's I hate not, to be the dude that everybody hates. But hey, well, a lot of scientists, talk you know? specific. Uh, go, to, go to go to 911. Um, go to oh geez, what's that website? Um, there's there's tons of websites yeah, out there yeah, that contradict. Point, point, I think the point making, I think that Dave's trying to make the point, and I'm trying to make the point with Dave is that you don't have to prove the entire volume of loose change that it's correct. I All agree. you have to prove is that one building had one bomb in it. You can therefore completely dismiss the idea that a terrorist in a cave could have come over here, came into the building and planted explosives, and therefore it wasn't the government. The bottom line is this: we science but has I'm proven saying, science well, has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Explosives, thermite or thermate, one of those things were in the buildings. We I, have, I don't agree. We I have, do not agree. Well, 
I do not agree. I, I hate to break the news to you, but science has proven it. So whether you, you agree, can say science has proven it over and over again. Chemicals are chemicals. That's a fact. Chemicals are chemicals, man. And guess what? We have parts of the wreckage. They've been tested in the laboratory, and they've, you know, shown positive okay, for so thermite. Okay, so, so you have those review. So you have those papers that uh, uh, the professors have put out that have said, okay, we found st we found thermite in the in the uh, steel that they've taken. But then you have peer reviewed ones that that have said I don't, other physicists from the exact same college have come out and says and said I don't agree with his with his interpretation of it I don't care so what why is Just he the most doesn't agree is I mean it's true okay but, but why does specifics. what makes him the more important scientist than the other person they've proven that. in that the chemicals were found just because one pure okay, I don't agree okay, but, mean it's not true. but a different physicist says there's something wrong with his evidence or something wrong with the information why what makes his his paper more important than than the other person that's retracting it. We can sit there all day and compare scientists, but again, but that's, the that's building fell at free fall speed. But that's my point. We could sit here all day and, and you can go, there are scientists on both sides and we could do that. And we could speculate and find out. I've never seen a scientist disprove the thermate theory, so. You're not looking hard enough. Well, then I better look hard enough. And next, next show, then you come in here with evidence and I'll come in with my evidence and there you go. But evidence is evidence. Facts are facts. They're not my facts. They're not your but facts. My, my whole the point owner is of the though, building gave an order to pull the building. The firefighters counted it down. The beach BBC reported it well before it happened. There entails an inside job. Period. My, End of case. I don't know who is, was involved. I don't know if Georgie Porgy guy gave the order. It doesn't matter. Inside job is inside job. Just like in V for Vendetta when all the dominoes come together and they form that huge V logo, one domino falls, they all fall. That's how inside jobs work. I don't know if those planes had people in it. I don't care right now. People died in the towers. We can prove that. And all I know is that the government was definitely 110% in some way or another, large or small, involved. Therefore, it is an inside job. We can sit all day and say, oh, thermate, blah, blah, blah. The buildings were rigged. Seven fell. We know it couldn't have just fallen from two other buildings falling on top of it. That's okay, ridiculous. but have you, have you looked at the other explanations out there? Yeah, I've heard a lot of testimony from multiple no, documents. Now, Doug, don't get me wrong. There's there's a clear indication that that people that the other that the counter to it is complete BS. But my point is is that most of the truth movement out there does not want to look at the other sides. They don't want to look at the oh, other scientists I, out there that are saying no. What this scientist is saying is bullcrap. They'd rather pick pick one scientist over another. Hey, well, that's listen. That's all I got to say. No doubt. You know, for, for right now. No it doubt. Is. Listen, it, it's 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 a big debate. Obviously, it's not it's not conclude. There's no conclusions, but uh, we you know I completely can prove that the government was involved. So challenge me, and I'll bring forth evidence, folks. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Dave, great job in bringing up that debate. But when we get back on Thursday, lots. To talk about mercury and vaccines we will not be talking too much about 9-11 but then by all means bring